how we uh, get hold of that inheritance that is for us today. And so I want to look at that, and we looked last time um, at where we need not to be, we mustn't settle for the desert. Um, And today I want to look at the fact that actually to gain the inheritance or to, to experience it for ourselves, we will sometimes have to fight. Now, um, what's really important to know is, is that actually at the cross, Jesus opened heaven. And everything that we are experiencing was won for us at the cross. We haven't got to fight to release heaven or to open heaven up. That's already been done. Um, and so all the blessings of heaven are already available to us. Jesus did that. But actually sometimes we have to fight to experience them for ourselves. And this is what Joshua had to do. You see, the promised land was this. It was promised. Uh, God had already promised them that, that, that they didn't have to persuade God to give them the land. That was already done. But they had to go and take possession of it. And we, as God's people, all have an inheritance that we have as a promise but need to get hold of. And this is what Joshua had to do. And uh, what Paul was saying, actually, I want to I uh, just say, actually, that was, that was really important because, um, you know, just going back to the analogy of the World Cup, um, just because it's my sort of level of understanding. Um, uh, all the sides that go there take 24 players. Um, but only 11 get to play. Now, through the tournament, a few more get to play. But actually, it's possible, and quite often uh, happens, is that there are some players that went that never get to play. Because they're part of the squad, but they're never actually part of the team that goes onto the pitch. Uh, with God, we're all part of the team. Yeah? All of us have a part to play. You're not just making up the numbers, hoping that someone might get injured at some point so I can take my part. I mean, that's, you know, that's often the way footballers might think. Um, no, we're all part of the team. We're all part of Jesus' team. And as Paul was saying, actually, all of us matter. All of us have an inheritance that we are called to get hold of and to live in the good of. And uh, that inheritance not only blesses us, but blesses others. And God calls all of us. Not one person here hasn't got that inheritance. And we're all different. We all have a different inheritance, but we're all part of that. We're not just going to be there to make up the numbers. And actually, it's as we, as a team, take hold of that inheritance, so we see... Uh, the wonderful things that God has promised. We see the nations change. We see uh, men and women, boys and girls healed and set free and delivered. We see them saved. But it's, we do that as a team together, not, not just the, the special ones that are chosen for the day. It's not just down to me and Jamie or Rochelle or, or Katrina or whatever. That's, that we're, we're part of the team. You're part of the team. Uh, and so I want, I want us to gra- grasp from the start that actually we've all got an inheritance that God has for us. Uh, that is going to bless us, but bless the world. But sometimes we have to fight to, to, and to get it in for ourselves. And I want to see how Joshua 
did this. Okay. Now, whatever that inheritance is for you, um, is, is what God speaks over you. Okay. God spoke over the people of Israel, I've got a promised land for you. That's a promise that came. And uh, what it is for you might be different for what it is for me. All of us are sons and daughters. All of us can know the presence of God in our lives. All of us have got uh, the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, just as an example, for me, that is a promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. Okay? Just as an example. For me, being baptised in the Holy Spirit involved a fight. Now, the gift was there, the Bible said it, it, the promise was there, but as I grew up, I grew up in a church that didn't particularly um, believe in the gifts of the Spirit, didn't particularly preach it, and so I grew up with the thinking that this wasn't for me, this was for the early church, it died out when the Bible finished, in terms of when it was written, and we didn't need it anymore, um, because we've got the Bible. And so this was my thinking. Now I had to battle. I had to fight in my mind to change my thinking so that I could receive the gift that had promised. And so for me, that was a battle I had to take. And it took me a number of years to work through, to understand, and to realise, no, this is for now. It's for me. It's what God, my Father, has for me. That was one of my battles. Um, And as we go through life, we will battle to receive the promise that God has already given us. And for you, it might be something different. And, and God speaks individually and says, I want you to have this. And your mind says, oh, well, I'm not sure that's for me. And then, and then there's a time, and, and this, this fight, this battle is often, first of all, first and foremost, I would say it's in the mind. And the Bible speaks about that, and we've often talked about that. Uh, in Romans, it talks about be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. And so, and so, so often these battles that we fight are to start with us, to know that you're a son, to know that you're a daughter, to know that you're deeply, deeply loved, can be a battle, because your upbringing tells you something different, and uh, and maybe you've been under different preaching, and maybe you think I've got to earn something, and all this, and and and, and the reason we preach as we do is to is to help so that you're, we can transform our minds, that we can receive the truth, and we can yeah. enter in to the inheritance that God has for us. So these are personal things for us that we need to battle for. But there may be also things that God has spoken over you in your uh, ministry. Uh, things that God has said, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring you into this type of ministry, or that type of ministry. I'm going I'm to bring you into uh, a, a, a place where you are going to influence people, and you're going to see healings, or whatever it is. And God may have spoken that over you, and yet you haven't seen it. Maybe when we've had those prophetic times when uh, the team has come, and, and I know many, many of you were prayed over, and some of you received tremendous words. And yet those words can sort of, sort of start to dry up because you don't see it. You, you said over you and you think, yeah, that must be right. And yet after a little while, it, it sort of dies down a bit and you think, well, maybe, maybe they've got that wrong. Maybe that's not me. Maybe. And, and, and actually, uh, God wants to come to you again and renew that and say, actually, maybe there's some fighting you need to do to receive the promise. Because the promise is true. The pro- what I say is true. 
God says. But sometimes we have to change the way we think and step up and do some things to make to receive that for ourselves, to get it in our reality. The, the church, as well, has significant promises over it, significant <coughs> prophetic words over us. And it says this, uh, that we are connecting with people and nations from the East. Hi, guys. <laughs> now, uh, we, 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 we've started to do that. We have some wonderful uh, Nepalese people amongst us, particularly, uh, and we have a group that meets uh, on a Sunday. Uh, so we're starting to see that. But actually, there's more. We believe there's more, and we're not sure what that is. So we're going we're gonna to battle for that. God has spoken, and God has, has got more for us there. We want to battle for that. Now, we don't... We don't and, and, this is, and I will talk about this a bit later, that, that actually we need to be, make sure we're not uh, overstepping where God, you know, it's a promise. But actually we have something to do. And, and uh, we, don't, we don't force God's hand. But actually we do, as Timothy says, or Paul says to Timothy, we do fight according to the promises. We do battle according to the promises. I know Jamie, it's a, it's a, it's a verse that Jamie quotes a lot. Uh, and so we have to bear in mind what God has said and we align ourselves and we battle according to what God has said. So um, he's also said that we will have uh, buckets of his presence percolating into the streets. Remarkable presence and remarkable testimonies. God is unlocking a greater flow of healing and miracles. Well, that's wonderful. Now we've seen a little bit. And, that, and the question is, am I going to settle and say, oh, we've had the inheritance. Uh, someone got healed a few weeks back. That'll do. That's not significant. That's great. It's wonderful. But that's not what the word says. And so we need to battle for that. We need to say, actually, I'm not, I'm not going to settle for the small amount of inheritance. I'm not going to settle just on the Jordan, looking across and saying, well, it's, just not, it's nice land here. I mean, that's wonderful over there, but I'll just settle for this. No, no, no. No, there's a much greater land. I'm going to battle for that. I'm going I'm to keep going until that prophetic word is fully revealed significant, uh, a greater flow of healing and miracles, remarkable presence. Well, we're starting to sense that, aren't we? In the times of worship, we're having, we're having remarkable... But actually, I believe there's more. Yeah. There's more. And, uh, and so we, we, we don't settle for that. We battle for it. Amen. Yeah. Okay. So, how did Joshua get there? Because he did. I'm not going to read the whole of Joshua, but if you do read it, you'll find that they actually entered the promised land and they got it. Okay, just, um, just giving the end of the story there, just in case you're not sure about that one. So, Joshua 1 verse 9, verse that many of you will know. Okay. Have I not commanded you? This is God speaking to Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Wonderful word. Wonderful word. He's already said, I've given you this land. He's now saying, I'm going to be with you. But he's also saying, and it's quite significant, you've got to be bold. And you've got to be courageous. You mustn't be terrified, and you mustn't get discouraged. Now that is not a word, sadly, for someone who can just sit back with a gin and tonic and wait for it all to happen. If I could just receive all this stuff in the garden, 
in the sunshine with my hat on because I get burnt. That would be great, wouldn't it? I wouldn't have to be bold. I wouldn't have to be courageous. That's not particularly terrifying. <laughs> but that's not, that's not the word. The word is, actually, Joshua, you, you've got some battles to do. And this is going to be quite t- difficult. You, you're going to do brave things. You're going to do courageous things to see this thing happen. And I want you to get ready. I want you to be ready for this. Because, actually, I want you to fight. I'm with you. Don't be frightened. Don't be afraid. Don't worry. I'm with you. But, actually, you've been in the land. You've seen the giants. You've seen it. You know what it's like. You're going to have to be bold. And so that's the word to us, is that, actually, it's going to be, at difficult at times, quite difficult and quite tough. Don't give up. Amen. Don't give up. Amen. The promise is sure and true. Yes. And even if you get setbacks, that doesn't change the promise. Hallelujah. And we'll, we'll look, uh, not this time, but another time, at the whole thing of discouragement. Because that is so important, how Joshua got through that. Because he was discouraged at times. And yet he battled through. And, and so, but, but there is, there is a, a battle to be won. Now, how did Joshua get to that point of being able to take the people in? Well, as I've said already, it started with him becoming totally convinced in the promise. So if we look at some of the verses, back in the day when, when Moses was alive, this is how Joshua was. Exodus 33.11 says, The Lord would speak to Moses face to face, as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young assistant Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. That's amazing. Joshua, young assistant, I don't know how old he was, probably his teenager, whatever it was. Moses would speak to God, he was there. Joshua was there in that presence where God would speak to Moses face to face. And then Moses went off and Joshua stayed. He stayed in the presence of God. He got to know God. And all the great people of the Old Testament, and Jesus himself, if you want to include that, learned this way. David spent time in the presence of God. He got to know God. He got to know, did you know what? I've got to know God to such an extent that when he says something, he means it. And Joshua had spent this time in the presence of God, and he got convinced of who God was. He got convinced that God was good. He got convinced that God was for him. He got convinced that what God said would happen in his presence. And you know what? So often we try and do stuff and we go out there and, uh, and we think, oh, oh, it's not going quite well. Is God with me? He seems to have left me. Oh, is God as good as I think he was? Or maybe he isn't. And we have to go back and we think, actually, no, no, no. No, I need, to, I need to really know this God. I need to get convinced that whatever happened, he's good. He's with me and the promise is sure. And so Joshua had spent that time. He opted to stay there. He opted to stay there. And it's so good that we come together on a Sunday because, you know, those times, these times of worship in God's presence where we meet with God. Oh, you know, they, you know we, we need to do this and we do, do this, I'm sure, at home. 
but actually corporately together when we sense and know the presence of God and we get to know and some of those songs are so wonderful we, they just convince us we convince us how good God is how much he loves us and we go away yeah we go away strengthened saying yeah God's good God is good and if I go out there and it doesn't quite work God is still good and God, his promise is still true and that's what Joshua did. And also, he spent time with Moses. He spent time with people of faith. So, Deuteronomy 3.28. Uh, this is uh, uh, God speaking to Moses. He says, Commission Joshua, encourage and strengthen him, for he will lead the people across and will cause them to inherit the land that you will see. He spent time with people of faith. He got to... Spend time with Moses, the man of faith. Wonderful man of faith he was. And he could see how he interacted with God. He understood what that uh, interaction was. And he learned from him. And he could, see, he could see in Moses a man of faith, what a man of faith looks like. And that's so often, that for me has been so helpful in my, in my life. Be, being alongside men and women who have such faith that I think, wow... And that encourages me thinking, I want to be like them. I want to, I want to have that sort of faith. I want to be alongside people who are further ahead than me in God so that I can say, wow, okay, if you can have that faith, so I can have that faith too. And so, and so, and, and all the time your mind is being convinced, actually, this can happen. This is going to happen. God has said it. I can see this, these things happening in the lives of others. I'm going to, I'm going to go there. And so, Joshua, through these events, had his mind convinced that he was going to inherit the land, that God was good, and that things were going to happen just as God said. So it's really good to spend time with people of faith. It's great when we have opportunities to prophesy over one another. I encourage you more and more to do that. I mean, we, it's great when the people come, but actually, uh, you know, we do this uh, quite a lot in our small group, where we, oh, small group, community group, get the words right. Uh, it's not small, it's quite big now, actually. But anyway, um, we prophesy over each other. And we bring God's word. And we encourage one another. And we, and we, and we, 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 we listen to other people's uh, stories of faith. And we encourage, and we hear what God has to say. And that is so helpful because you're calling out what God has said over each other. And so, and so your mind gets confused. Because, do you know, I need to be told so many times of what I am before I get convinced. If only I could be told once and I just believed it. But I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't. It takes a long time. I could have been baptised in the Spirit at the age of 15 when it was first mentioned. I eventually got baptised in the Spirit when I was 23. How dumb am I? But anyway. <laughs> but God was patient. And he took time. And eventually, my mind became convinced. And I just fought that battle. And I'm so glad I did. So it's good just to, to bring those times of prophetic over us. But the next thing Joshua did, and I think this is important, is when we get convinced and we get time in the presence of God and we study what God has said over us and we study what God's word says about the promises and what's over the church and what's over our lives, the promises of healing, the promises of deliverance, the promises of, of salvation, all those sort of things. And we, we stand in the world, we get convinced. But then the next step is to speak it out. Amen. 
And so often, this step we forget. And, uh, and you know what? When we speak it out, it tells us what we really, really think. And, and uh, again, something Jamie says, and obviously it's so important to be a student of our words. Because what we say conveys what we really believe. And so, if we, if we speak... Now, this isn't to con- condemn us. If we look at a situation and we speak with little faith, then we need to think, actually, okay, I need to go back to God and get more faith for this because, do you know what, I'm not speaking with great encouragement for myself or for anybody else. And it's not to beat ourselves up, but actually it can be so helpful to think, oh, okay, I've got a bit of a faith issue there, I've got a bit of a trust issue there, I need to, to understand who, what God has said and who he is. Moses, um, Joshua had done that, and this is what he said. So... God has spoken to him and said, you're going to inherit the land. Then he says, you're going to be, uh, you need to be bold and courageous, but I'm going to be with you. And the next verse, this is what, what he said. Uh, Joshua 1, verse 10 and 11. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go and take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you for your own. Amen. That is a statement of faith. We are going across the Jordan and we will possess this land. Joshua was convinced and he spoke it out. He spoke with absolute assurance and faith. He was certain of what he hoped for and he was sure of what he didn't see yet. That inspired the whole camp. Inspired the whole. People who speak with faith inspire others into action. And, and it was so important for Joshua to speak it out with faith. What he didn't say is, okay, guys, right, we, we're going to cross the Jordan, we're going to give it a go. We're not sure what's going to happen. They're big people, but let's just see what happens. If we die, we'll go to heaven anyway. Now, he didn't say that. He, <laughs> thankfully, I don't think anybody would say, oh, okay, well, maybe we'll stay here. Uh, no, he was... He got convinced, and he was totally convinced when he spoke. And uh, those words of faith inspired the people to follow. Now, he didn't, he didn't deny reality. He did send some spies out. He did look at Jericho. He looked at the Jordan. He, looked, he, he, he wasn't saying, oh, nothing, nothing's going to stop us. There's, no, there's, no, there's no, nothing out there. There's, there's, no, there's no issues. No, it's fine. You know, everything's going to happen fine. He, he looked at the land, but he didn't let the realities overcome the promise. Amen. And this is so important for us. Because so often we can end up looking at realities that it clouds out the promise. Amen. Yes. We must go, that is the thing that stands above everything, what God has said. Yes. And so we need to go back to, the, when we get crowded out by the giants and we think oh my word how this is going to happen we go back to the promise and actually God's word and what he has said and what he's what he is like and that just builds our faith back and says actually you might look big but my God is bigger and so the result in the camp Joshua 1 16 to 17 when Joshua said these words he said then they answered Joshua Whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. 
Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. It's a bit of a funny one at the end. They didn't really fully obey Moses, but never mind. We'll put that one aside. Faith was inspired in these people. They said, okay, we're going to go. It's so important that we speak out what God has said over our lives. Amen. Because then we can encourage one another. So, God has said over me that I am a prophetic preacher. He said it to me before I understood what one of those was. And, uh, and so I have been growing into that as much as I can. And I'm believing that's what I am. Now, some of you might say, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) And that's fine. (laughs) Because because not all my preachers are. (laughs) But that, that just because some of my preachers aren't, doesn't deny what God has said over me. So... I don't get discouraged when it hasn't quite worked. I say, no, that's what God has said. He said it a few times. I'm believing that. And I'm believing that when I preach, something is imparted that effect. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. Okay. Thank you for that. Now, the other thing God has said recently, and and actually over the years, is about that, that, uh, this is for Katrina and I, that we will have sons and daughters growing up to take places of responsibility and leadership. Yes. Now he said that over us. That's, that's what, I, what I carry, what Katrina carries. Now, I'm not boasting here, I'm just stating what God has said. Does that mean that every time I spend time with people, they suddenly grow and become amazing? No, that's not true. Don't you know true. I can look back and think, oh, that didn't quite work. And... And you can look back with, with joy, but also some, you know, oh, if only they'd grasped something. And, and, and so, but just because, if I look back and see some of the ones that didn't work, that didn't seem to grow, that didn't seem to grasp, I can look at that and think, well, that's not true, is it? Amen. But actually, that, that's not the measure of how successful I am in the moment is not a measure of the truth of God's word. So I align myself with that. That's why, it's why I love being involved with the youth. Because I believe that. Katrina believes it. So that if we can spend some time with them, I believe they will, they will get something. That doesn't, doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean we will always be involved in youth. Maybe at a time, sometime in the future we'll hand it on to someone else and that's absolutely fine. It's not, it's not linked in just to that. It's linked into who I am as a person and the people, uh, the, the, the church, that, you know, who, wherever I am. That is what God has for yeah. us. Um, uh, but, you know, and, and, and the other reason is, is I just love being around young people. Amen. Just It just inspires me. Uh, and uh, I've said it before, we have a great group of young people. Amen. Absolutely Amen. tremendous. They are wonderful people. And I, I get inspired every time I spend time with them. So really, uh, they bless me, really, more than I bless them, probably. But anyway, that's, a, that's another matter. But... But actually, that's, that's our calling. That's my calling. And so I, I fight according to those promises. Yeah. So I think, actually, no, I'm, I'm not going to give these things up. 
easily. I'm going to spend time, uh, but if, if you're calling me something else, I'll do it. But actually, I'm going to, I'm going to prepare. I'm going to give myself to what you want to say uh, today. God, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to hear because I'm going to believe for, for men and women, boys and girls to grow up. Uh, to take places of responsibility in the church and, and farther afield. And, and, and actually, you're going to use me to do that. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to, all right, I need to prepare, I need to be ready. I need to do what I need to do. I need to be in your word. I need to be in your presence. Um, and so, so there is a, a fight in, in relation to that, what God has said. And can I encourage you? That's just, that's just me. Just, you know, each of you have got similar things over your life. And, uh, and speak them out. Can I encourage you to speak them out? Be bold. And you might think, oh, I'm going to be ridiculed. I'm going to be, you know, people think, no, we're not. But actually, we can encourage one another. And then, and then seek out God uh, and bring to prophetic words. Because so often, when we have a prophetic word, uh, it just confirms something that God has already said to us. And then we can be conf- confident that actually that's what God is saying. Just an example, Nehemiah, uh, when he, uh, he had this stirring in his heart to go and rebuild Jerusalem. And he was a cupbearer to the king. He was an important man, but that's all he did. Uh, and he felt, oh, no, I need to go and rebuild the wall. So he went back with a team of people to Jerusalem. And as soon as he got there, people started ridiculing him. What, Nehemiah, you're going to build this wall? so. I, d- I don't think so. Not you. You're a cupbearer. You're not, you're, not, you're not even a, you're not a civil engineer. You didn't know anything about building walls. Don't be silly. Go back to where you came from. That, they said that to him. But he had been convinced by God that this was what he was going to do. And he didn't listen to the doubters. He didn't listen to the thing. He didn't, he didn't deny his circumstance. He did recognise this was a tough job. But he battled through and says, no, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to listen to God. I'm going to press in. This is something God's got for me. And I'm going to... And it took time. And eventually, of course, as we know, the wall got built. And, and so... But he had to battle through those discouragements and those words... Um, and maybe in his own mind he thought, oh goodness, I'm not going to do this, really. And he had to go back to God and, and, and receive uh, again that, that, that promise. No, you're going to build this wall. And so as we speak these things out, so we can encourage one another, we can, we can in- increase the, uh, we can speak over you, you again, each other again. And a great place to do that is in community groups. I know we club community groups a lot, but this is a wonderful place. It's very difficult after the service. You can do, uh, you know, it's great. I mean, you know, any time we can pray for each other. But in those groups, we can really get alongside one another and encourage and, and, and we can speak out what God has said. Uh, and then we can uh, build each other up. So... Listen to what you say. Listen to what you say. Speak out what God has said. And then be a student. If you're, if you're lacking faith, go back to God. Because actually, what you say can inspire yourself and others. So, what was the action that resulted? Well, action inevitably results from that. And this wasn't so much 
Joshua's action as, as the people heard him. And so in chapter 2 of Joshua, uh, we have the account of the spies who go out, go to Jericho, uh, and spy out the land. They go to the house of Rahab. Uh, now, this is an amazing story. It really is James Bond <laughs> style, if you, if you know the story. And this, I, I find this quite a strange so well, it's a bit of a strange story. Hey, the spies aren't named. If I was one of them, I'd be a bit cheesed off by that. I mean, they did an incredibly brave thing. And they're just called spies. Uh, anyway. I don't know why. And then, if you were one of the spies, and then Joshua says, right, I want you to go out, I want you to go into that land, just the two of you, I want you to go into Jericho, this enemy city, and I want you to come back with a report. And if I was one of the spies, I would say, why? <laughs> Didn't you go in there a few years back and see it for yourself? <laughs> you did, didn't you? You went in there, you, so you know what it's like, you know these people are dangerous, you know what, you probably saw Jericho when you were here last. It's not changed. Why do we have to do this? This is dangerous stuff. Uh, but they didn't. <laughs> they just said, okay, we'll go. They went in there. It was genuinely dangerous. It was a dangerous thing. Uh, they were spotted. Uh, they came to the house they went to. They had to be hidden under flax on the roof. I mean, this, is, this was... Um, uh, and uh, the, uh, they had to trust Rahab and the prostitute to, to defend them and to protect them. One of the enemy, as, as it was then. And then they were lowered down the wall on a rope to escape. I mean, this was genuine stuff. I mean, had they been caught, almost certainly they would have been interrogated, tortured and killed. That's the reality of it. They had to be bold and courageous. There's no question about it. They, their life was in danger. Had they been caught, they wouldn't have got out of there. This was an enemy city that was ruthless. Now, why, why do it? Why do it? Well, acts of faith based on promise bring great reward. They always do. They came back with a tremendous testimony of that must have been so amazing for the people of God. So we hear about it in Joshua 2. 9 to 11. So this is Rahab speaking. And she says to the spies, I know that the Lord has given this land to you and that a great fear of, of you has fallen on us. So that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to Shion, uh, Sion, and of the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, when you completely destroyed them. When we heard it, our hearts sank, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. What amazing testimony. They went back and said, Joshua, you never believe what we heard. This is, this is what's happening. The enemy is frightened of us. The enemy knows how powerful we are. The enemy realises that nothing can stop the people of God when God is on their side. 
What if we knew that today? What if that was true today? If only it was true today. If it was true then, ah, it's not so true today, is it? The enemy's powerful. Have you ever been out to the streets? They're giants out there, you know. Oh, yes. We look terrible to them. That hasn't changed. The enemy looks at us, and when the people of God get faith, he is scared. He will convince you, this is what he can do, he will speak to your mind to say, I am powerful, no one is interested, you won't make any red roads here, and he says it because he is scared. Because he knows he has no hope against the people of God who go out with faith in the promises of God. He cannot stand against that. He knows it, the enemy knows it, and so that report was brought back. How we need to hear that sometimes. You know, we're going to be, in a few weeks' time, we're going to go out onto the streets of Plumpstead. In Love, in Love Plumpstead. It would be great if all of you were there. Because we're going to go out, and even now, the enemy is concerned. Because he knows that actually if we go out in the power of God, he cannot stand. He can't. He cannot resist the people of God because God is with them. But he will convince you that it's scary. He will convince you that you will get no progress. He will convince you that nothing will take place. He will speak to our minds. And that's where we need to go back again to the word of God. And says, no, the promise is greater than that. The promise overpowers that. Everywhere I go, I'm going to give you the land. Everywhere you put your foot, Joshua, it's yours. It's yours. Yeah? If you stop there, okay, that's where you'll stop. But if you want to go over here, that's yours as well. Yes, come on. We can stop at the threshold of the church. Then this church will be ours. Actually, we can walk down the street, and that bit of the street will be ours. And so we need to get in our heads what God has promised so that we can go out with absolute confidence. Now, we will take courage. I still find these things a bit scary. Talking to strangers... Ah, talking to people I know I find scary sometimes, but anyway, that's not <laughs> uh, But actually, so we take, we take courage, it will take courage, take boldness, part of the fight, but actually we go out with confidence that the enemy can't stand against us. Yes, come on. And that's what, that's what the spies pull back. So, the action that resulted from a word of faith, a wonderful testimony, that in inspired the people and they went across the Jordan with absolute confidence that God was with them. Actually, uh, Jamie on Friday reminded me of, again, Nehemiah. Nehemiah 6.16 says this, when all our enemies heard about this, this is when they got the wall uh, finished, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realised that this work had been done with the help of God. The enemy lost confidence. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen? We mustn't... He is powerful, he has got schemes and stuff, but he isn't that powerful. We must remember that the person of God who has God with him is 
more powerful than the enemy. He always will be, because God is for us and with us. And the enemy cannot stand. He's already been defeated by Jesus. And the battle often, so often, is in our minds. So I want us to... So, looks like I'm not going to go on till one. You might be quite pleased about that. I'm just going to just wrap up here. But... uh, We are all part of the team. It's really important for us to know that. God has got marvellous things for you to know personally, to receive personal truths about yourself, who you are in God, your sonship, that he has for you things, gifts that he wants to give you. And, but he's also got specific purposes for you in this church and in your family and in your workplace and in this community that he has spoken and will speak over you and he wants us to get hold of those words and to believe them and then to speak them out and then to act in accordance with them and that is what it is to fight not just to sit back, not to give up not to be discouraged but to stand firm on the word of God and to press in so I'd like us to stand I want to pray for you I want to first of all pray for anybody that knows God has spoken something specific over them and that maybe through this time I've been speaking God has renewed that maybe it was something that was said at the, uh, at the recent prophetic uh, um, slots we had maybe it's something that was said a few years back and, uh, and maybe you've kept it silent. Maybe you've just not spoken to anybody about it. Well, I just want to encourage you. I believe God wants you to, to actually do something about it and say, get before God, remember what he said, remember what he said, and then go and tell someone. Go and speak it out. Go and speak to somebody you know, maybe your community group, maybe, uh, maybe a friend, and speak it out. So that they can stand with you they can pray with you and they can encourage you. And uh, however silly it might seem, however ridiculous, however, however daft, see Gideon was said you're a mighty warrior. That is a ridiculous statement to make over Gideon, but he was. And that's what he became. And so however ridiculous you think it is, speak it out and let us, your brothers and sisters in Christ, encourage you to stand firm in that promise and to receive it and to, and to believe more and more for it. So I believe that's something that some of you need to do. And then some of you actually have got a promise and you've spoken it out and actually there is a step for you to take. I don't know what that is, but God will reveal to you, actually I need to do something. Maybe, maybe God has spoken over you about bringing the prophetic. And your next step of faith is simply to go over to someone and prophesy over them. That takes boldness, that takes courage, but that's fighting. Maybe you believe God has given you an ability to speak to strangers, well go and speak to a stranger. Maybe God is calling you uh, to set something up in your workplace. A prayer thing, or a, or a, a, a Bible study, whatever it is in your workplace. And God's spoken to you about that, that you're going to influence there. 
And, in, and, and, and maybe, maybe now is the time for you to step out and speak to your boss and say, can I do something? And whatever it is, I believe God is, is, is just starting to, to move on you and speak to you. And, and, and I'm saying to you, now is the time. Now is the time for you to step out in that prophetic calling and that promise that you have. But again, share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with uh, people around you, people that you trust. People of faith. Go and find people of faith who are going to stand with you in that. There's plenty in this room, let me tell you. There's plenty in this room. I love being around so many of you guys who have, have, uh, have got uh, understood the promise of God and are standing in it. It's wonderful. Yeah, Lord, I just want to just pray, God, thank you that we're all part of the team. And Lord, we're all at different stages. But I'll thank you that you've spoken wonderful truths over us. Uh, and God, we want to be a people who will get in your presence and hear afresh, a time and time again, what you say. And we want to speak it out. And then we want to act according to the promise. We want to fight according to the promise. We want to be those that are courageous and bold and that take up this, uh, this, this call. Uh, to, to, to have a, uh, this purpose and this destiny, this inheritance that you've got for us, Lord. Uh, and Father, we just give ourselves, Lord, we want to we be that people of promise, uh, people of destiny, people of inheritance that receive everything that you've got for us, we receive everything, God, that you have promised us, uh, that we will see those prophetic words come to fruition. In, in, in our time, Lord, in our time, Lord. Not tomorrow, not the next year, not, not, not even for our children. Lord, we want to see even more for our children. We want to see it for us now, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.